welcome to the Digital Thought Leader Podcast. We help coaches, professional speakers, authors, and thought leaders elevate their online presence so that they can attract their ideal client. We give you the resources, tips, motivations, and success stories to help you step out of your comfort zone and share your God-given talents with the world. I'm your host, Kimberly Inez Mays. Now let's get it started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining another episode of the Digital Thought Leader Podcast. I am super excited about today's episode. Today, I am talking to Rashad Rayford. Um, so I'm going to introduce you to him, and then we're just going to talk about his journey and the special, unique thing that he does. And I'll let you I'll let him tell it in his own words. Rashad Rayford, a.k.a. Rashad the Poet, is an award-winning actor, poet, and speaker. And most recently, he was crowned the Moth Story Hour Nashville Grand Slam champion. His work has been featured at 10X, on NPR, and in the Wall Street Journal, HuffPo, and USA Today. His company, Elevate Your Vibe LLC, is a non-traditional speaking company that blends spoken word poetry and inspirational speaking to help businesses tell more compelling and concise stories. His new book, Elevate Your Vibe, 10 Ways to Grow You, is a self-development book that helps us elevate to our highest selves. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I had a little bit of tongue twister with just that one award, but you've done so much. I've been on your website and you have so many videos, so many the talks that you've done, including a TEDx and one that you've done for healthcare. And I'll let you tell it in your own words exactly what it is that you do. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, first and foremost, thanks for having me again. I really appreciate uh, being here. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I'm a, a non-traditional speaker where I blend spoken word poetry and inspirational speaking together. It's a seamless blend of both. Uh, coming together uh, to help businesses uh, tell more effective and concise stories. So really, basically, again, it's just a blend of storytelling, uh, spoken word, uh, business talk, all combined together, interwoven um, into this very high energy performance. Um, It's what I like to I like to call, you know, what I do a performance because I do have a background as an actor. And for me, I kind of approach uh, speaking as a as a one man show in a sense, and so mm-hmm. uh, you kind of get that that energy. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about helping people to really uh, dig deep um, into. Uh, I think again, storytelling is a super important part of what we do as speakers, and and then having you know real genuine authenticity is also a, a big part of that. So I try to bring all of that together and blend it all together. And a lot of times, most of the times, I'm in spaces where people have never really experienced uh, anything like that before. And so it always ends up working uh, in a really cool and effective way, so. Yeah, awesome. Cause yeah, I've never experienced that myself before. And I know when we spoke before, you said that these were audience who audiences who were used to more traditional ways of speaking. And so, you know, you go in and out of the spoken word and the speech to where like the two become kind of intertwined. So you had, you know, we were talking about stories in business and I started moving towards being a story-based business where I'm telling a lot of stories from my own business. But tell me like, again, like, you know, how do you help like businesses find their stories? Um, Well, for me, again, it goes back to, you know, what exactly is it that the business is looking for? Mm -hmm. And I think that we all have stories. You know, we all have the ability to tell stories. And a lot of times in business, they miss out on that opportunity because 
they are focused on the business, they're focused on the bottom line, that they missed, they missed the connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the better the connection is with the people who we work with, then the better connection that we all have with our customers. And so I think if we can get businesses to understand that, the power mm-hmm. of connection, then it, again, it makes it a, a much happier workplace, but also a much more productive workplace. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you being an actor, you know, people may say, oh, well, it comes easier to you than it, and it comes to, you know, somebody who is not used to that. So how do you really drive it out of them? How do you really... Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, pulling um, at our emotions is a big part of that. And just telling an easy story, telling a simple story, you know, um, for speakers, you know, when you're on stage, it's not just talking, you know, it's not just how you say it also, it really is about what you say. So I always tell speakers to try to use as much imagery as possible. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a story, don't just say, it was a nice day. Right. Like describe the day. It was a, it was a it was 75 degrees. The sun was beating on my back, sweat pouring down my brow. Right. It may seem like, well, that's a lie. I don't want to go into like, no, because you're setting up whatever story you're telling. Like you're setting up something so that the audience follows you. Um, and so you want to keep their attention. And a great way of doing that is by using storytelling. But again, using uh, very vivid uh, images and imagery and detail is really what's going to help. To, to pull push those stories um, and then you connect them all back together with whatever your focal point is you know whatever you're talking about whatever the the main theme of your message is the stories just come back together and it all comes together in a really cool way um, and and that's how you hook people in that's how they remember certain things and that's how they are able to apply those things in the business that they're in yeah. And I like it too, because it doesn't have to be inauthentic. Like you said, you know, if that is really the experience that you had, that is the, the essentially the story. So when you kind of did a little spoken word just now, you know, about being, it being high, you know, sweat on your brow, it's like, yeah, I got a visual of, you know, what that looks like or what that feels like. So that's so like dynamic that I think a lot of speakers really miss out on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's just be who you are. You know, mm-hmm. I think all at certain points will take uh, certain things from other people and, you know, I like how they do this or I like how they do that. And that's all great because there's nothing new under the sun, but it is important to find your own authentic voice. It's important to find, you know, what it is that you do well and, and excel in that and not be so worried about trying to copy someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do you, right? At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Just do you, find what works for you and just work. You know, and it's not an easy thing. It's not um, something that happens overnight, but it's just the work that you put into it. So the more work you put in, mm-hmm. the, more, uh, the more good stuff that will come out of. Yeah, absolutely, too, because I think that it's so important to remember that everything is a journey. Mm-hmm. So you may be looking at somebody else and they're natural at it, but you don't know what it took for them to get there. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really appreciate you saying that, too, just to be yourself. And it's not overnight. Sometimes people are like, well, I'm just not a good speaker. I'm just not a good storyteller. I just suck at it. And they just throw it away. Right. And I think it's just so important to just keep going and keep trying. And I really wanted to know, just because what you do is so unique, with like spoken word and on stage and, you know, just talking to these audiences, how did you really get started doing it? Yeah, so I mean, I started as a poet, as a spoken word artist, um, probably been doing that for, what's this, 2020, wow, um, mm-hmm. 
15 years now um, as a professional poet. Uh, so I've traveled all over the country doing spoken word. Uh, put out about 17 CDs, CDs back when they were CDs, right? Mm-hmm. So traveling with uh, as a spoken word artist. Um, and I've always kind of done um, speaking engagements, but I've done them more so as uh, just a one-off. So I would do something here, then something here, but it was never like a continuous thing uh, because I never really looked at my journey as, oh, I can be a speaker, you know? You know, that was never something in my in my mind. You know, other people saw it, uh, but I, I didn't really see it um, until a few years ago when I really just sat down and decided, like, wait a minute, like, I think this is something that I can actually do. Uh, because, again, it was never it was never in my foresight. Like, I never, it was nothing that I really saw. But I, I, I you know, I sat down, I researched, um, I talked to speakers, which is super important, just to find people to talk to. Um, and then I just found my voice and I realized like, hey, like if I blend poetry with this, it might work. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of started off as me um, just figuring out what it would look like. So I would, you know, put some stuff together and then realizing like, OK, wait a minute, like I can take it a step further because as a poet, I'm also like a really, uh, a really good freestyle artist. And so I would be able to I would freestyle throughout my whole career. And that's kind of what I was known for as well. So I was like, what if I took the concept of freestyling, but took it to another step where instead of coming in, and it's good to have signature speeches, mm-hmm. but it's also good to be able to cater to clients. And so I would be able to go into these organizations and say, hey, um, let me build something around what you're doing. And so they would give me all this information and I would take their information and I would build a speech um, around something that was really fresh and, and um, innovative and direct towards their company. Mm-hmm. And it ended up really working in the long run because now, you know, people can say, hey, we can call up this guy and we know that he can deliver something specifically for us. Um, and so like, that's been another big part of, of the branding and the niche that I have is that I can create stuff specifically for companies in a short period of time and deliver high value. Um, so again, it's just finding like the little things that you do really well and putting them together and so like that's really what's been a big key uh for me and, and it's also cool because it's not just like a gimmick thing you know you know i'm 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 in these in these places with um experts and you know i'm holding my own because the information is the same information it's just the way in which i deliver it it's just different so it's not like I'm just like, hey, let's bring in this guy as a sideshow. It's like, no, like he's actually adding more value in a lot of cases than the expert. It is no knock to the experts, but sometimes the experts get up and they just talk at you, right? Um, mm-hmm. What I'm bringing to the table is I'm talking to you and I'm doing it in a really cool and innovative way that for me, the most important part is, you know, what do you walk away with? You walk away entertained, yeah, but you walk away with tangible things that you can use and that you can take away and say, hey, like, I'm going to actually use this um, in my day-to-day activity. And, uh, like, that's the most important part is the, the tangible takeaways. Yeah. And, you know, what I got out of that, too, is it's, it's just it feels like it's a high level of engagement. And mm-hmm. I feel like as a speaker, you know, whenever I speak, I feel like I'm having, <clears throat> having a conversation with people in with people's minds. So as they're watching me and looking at me, it's like, okay, you know, I need to tap into whatever emotions or whatever they're thinking and kind of respond back to that. And, you know, 
I also, what kind of caught me is you said that you, while signature talks are great, you know, you're able to flex and be, um, and, and be able to deliver content that's specific to that organization. Cause I don't really hear that too much. I hear like, okay, yeah, have your signature topic. It's on your speaker sheet, it's on paper. Here's what I do, boom. Right. So it's kind of refreshing to see that flexibility and to see that that's what you're known for. So you don't have to like really put yourself in the, put yourself in one box. Right. Because mm -hmm. again, like definitely, you definitely need your signatures, right? You definitely mm -hmm. need speeches that you can do in your sleep. You mm -hmm. definitely those speeches but it's also good when you can tell a client like hey well you know this is specifically about this and if you want me to create something specifically around that then we can do that and mm -hmm. they're just yeah let's do that instead you know because again it's speaking directly to their audience mm -hmm. they want their audience to walk away with something that doesn't feel generic it doesn't feel like mm -hmm. okay did you say this last week at another conference and you mm -hmm. just their name and put our name in it and it's like no i'm yeah. talking about stuff that happened in your office last week. And mm -hmm. that's the part that really, you know, gets audiences when you can talk about stuff that is like tangible and talk about stuff that literally they realize and they know about and it makes them look up and say, wait a minute, you know, like, how did you know that? And so like, that's the cool part about uh, having that flexibility too. Yeah, and how did it feel the first time you did it? Cause you know, the first time is always gonna feel like really, really odd to anything, anybody, the first time you do something. So my very first talk mm -hmm. um, was uh, for um, a pet company, mm -hmm. a, a major pet corporation hired me. And this was before I had even started speaking as a career, right? This was one of those one-off things where somebody saw me on stage performing mm -hmm. uh, and they said, hey, do, could you come to our company? And uh, you know, just do something cool for us. And, you know, I'm like, well, I'm not a speaker. I don't really know what you would want me to do. He's like, well, I'll just send you some, e I'll send you an email of some stuff and then just take it and do whatever you want. So that's kind of where it was, was birthed at, where a guy basically said, hey, um, come out and do something. So I, he, he sent me an email of like just company facts. He sent me an email of like um, just things they talk about in the office, right? Just like stuff that was really generic, but, but centered to that company. So I was able to take that and I just built some stories around it, put some some poetry into it and just made it really seamless. So it wasn't like a poem, facts, poem, facts. It was just like all connected together. So it was like, wait a minute, like he's doing poetry or is that rap or is that, mm -hmm. you know, and so putting it all together. So it was, it ended up being really cool. It was about 25 minutes. It wasn't even really that long, but it was about 25 minutes. And um, I just remember being like, this is crazy. Like, because they were like, they were like eating it up. And then mm -hmm. after they were just like, oh my gosh, that was like so good. Like you really hit home what we wanted to hit home. And, you know, they were like, we don't even need our speaker to come up now. You know what I mean? And so it was just crazy to see the reaction of the people. But even again, even then it still didn't register in my mind that, you know, this is something you should be doing. So for the next, you know, few years, like I was doing just, I was doing those. Like I was just doing these one-offs and just being like, oh, okay, I'll go do this. It's a cool check, you know, do this one time. They're gonna pay me this much money, like, cool, you know? And so it wasn't until, like I said, a few years ago that it really like, was like, ding, like, mm -hmm. wait, this is it, you know? And so it's been, it's been an incredible ride since then. And uh, like, I know that I'm still in the really early stages, even though I've done a lot of talks, I still know that I'm still growing this business and still affecting change and people in a positive way. And it's just been really fun and really cool so far. So, 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I love that the fact that you just said that they don't really, they didn't really need that their speaker to come up after you. They loved it so much. And yeah, you, you know, sometimes you just never know what response you're going to get from mm -hmm. things when you try something new. So right. when you say it's, you know, it used to be one-offs, what does it look like now? Do you, you have like, yeah, what, what does that look like now that it's not one-offs? Yeah, so I mean, of course, right now COVID has kind of changed the landscape a little bit. And um, for me, I, you know, 2020 was going to be my biggest year um, mm -hmm. as a speaker, and a lot of stuff has been postponed until later this year or until next year. Uh, there's still some things I still have on the calendar now. Um, uh, so I was a little frustrated, you know. I'm not going to lie in the beginning when all this took place, because again, you work so hard to get to a certain position in a certain place and you're just like, okay, I can start to finally see the business movement, how I want it to go. And then, you know, you get, you knocked down, but you know, as speakers, we don't have time to, to wallow. Like we don't have time to stay um, down, you know, mm -hmm. motivators. This is what we do. We motivate people we, and we have to motivate ourselves. And so for me, it was just like, okay, let me get back on the horse and figure out ways in which to shift my business to pivot from this moment into, you know, and honestly, uh, even in this, in the midst of COVID, like my business has pivoted and has shifted and like, I'm grateful for it because it's actually given me some more layers uh, of what I'm doing. So to answer the question, I try to do like between 10 and 15 talks a year uh, right now. Um, that's kind of my sweet spot because I am also doing other things as well. Um, but I try to do between 10 and 15 talks a year. Sometimes those go um, 10, and 15, 10 to 15 paid talks. I'll say that because mm -hmm. I do talks, but 10 to 15 that are paid. Uh, and so this year I had like 16 on the books um, and I still have three more that have not been rescheduled that are happening. And I have two that are on that are going to be on Zoom right now. And so the other ones are kind of up in the air right now. Uh, but I'm still pitching mm -hmm. um, even right now. Like I'm still pitching even in this season um, because, you know, our our work is still in high demand. We're still needed. Again, we're just shifting how we're giving it to the people. But, you know, right now people need motivation, inspiration, encouragement more than ever. And so I, I encourage all speakers who are listening to this right now, even though things have shifted, even though they have changed, continue to pitch, continue to work uh, because it's necessary. And even, and even with me, like I'm giving away a lot of free content every day. You know, I, I do videos, um, at least once a week just to kind of encourage people. Uh, so, you know, just find ways in which to add value. You don't always look for the dollar sign. Just, you know, think about why you're doing this and we're doing this to add value to people, to help people, to motivate people, to shift conversations. And so just keep that top of mind and everything else will fall in line. It'll fall in place. I promise you, because I'm a living testimony of that. That if just keep doing the work, um, it will work out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's great, you know, for everybody to hear because, you know, I know for everybody younger than a hundred, this is our first pandemic. So it is, it's like, it's crazy because like you, a lot of people may have had a lot of plans and just that, that pivot. And I was going to ask you too, have a lot of your events gone online? Cause that's what I'm seeing. That's the trend of. Yeah. I think people are starting to realize like this is going to be around for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And so I think people are just, you know, the, just not wanting to risk, mm -hmm. you know, being that person or being that business. And, mm -hmm. and they have to wonder who would show up too. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think a lot of people are just making the decision to just go ahead and say, look, we're just going to go totally online and we're going to work it out and figure it out. And if things change, great, but we'd rather be prepared for, you know, what's happening now um, than to have to wait until later. And I see a lot of speakers too, you know, now trying to figure out ways in which to work from home and, you know, Zoom and get their lighting and all that stuff together. Uh, so I, again, I just tell people, just do what you can, when you can, how you can. Don't feel like you have to rush and, uh, you know, everybody else is doing content. I gotta, like, no, just do you. You know, if, you, if you're trying to figure out, like, to make sure you keep a roof over your head, do that first, right? And then work on the rest of it. You know, if you have a camera, great. If you have to go outside and do videos, do that, right? Don't worry so much about what you don't have yet. Just do what you can where you are. That's the most important. Yeah, and I think I think that's, that's, that's super important, too, because, like, right now, I think, a couple of my events got canceled and some of some are going virtual and it's a different energy. And it, you know, I think you have to, at least for me, I feel like I always have to be as energetic as I am in, in person and, and then just delivering that energy to people who are online too. But it's just, it's just the way that things need to be right now. So you gotta just be prepared for it. And I would also say that just a video record outside on a cell phone could be just as valuable as professional equipment. Right. Because it's about the content. It's about the person. So uh -huh. wouldn't let all that hold you back or hold anybody back. So I'm glad that, you know, you, you definitely talked about it too. And um, yeah. It, so are you, are you also saying to anybody who's kind of hesitant in this time to just kind of reflect, not reflect, but really just take care of themselves first. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing. Self-care mm -hmm. is important, and it's the most important thing. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, they always say, you know, you can't pour into an empty cup. Mm -hmm. And and so, uh, you know, it's it's super important to make sure that you are are taking care of yourself first and foremost. You know, I, I made a post um, recently on social media about how sometimes, some days I wake up and, like, I'm ready just to pump out so much content. Mm -hmm. and then, Oh, there'll be times like I just don't feel like doing anything. And, you know, in the early stages of this, I felt guilty about that. I felt like, man, like, you know, I, I should be just doing so much more. I should be pumping out content. And, but it's, okay. you know, we're all, like you said, this is our first pandemic. We're all dealing with this together. And, you know, I just had to let myself be free of all that pressure that I try to put on myself and say, you know, no, look, if today, if I'm just going to eat Cheetos <laughs> and watch Netflix today, I'm going to be all right. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to be fine. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think it's important to give yourself that space and that grace to um, be okay with not doing anything if that's what you want to do. Or, you know, it doesn't make you lazy. It doesn't make you, uh, it doesn't mean that you aren't um, on your grind or that you're not about that work or whatever people like to say. Like, no, it's okay. Like you have, you can have time to just be reflective. You can have time to just, be in your own thoughts. You can have time to just not do anything, and that's okay. And it's necessary, actually. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, this pandemic, and for some people, has actually done something that they've needed to do anyway, which is to sit down. Um, you know, we move a million miles a minute, and so some people actually needed this this time to not do anything, to like make themselves have to stop and sit down and do whatever they need to do to take care of themselves. Um, so that that's that's important too. So don't put that pressure on yourself. Yeah, because I hear you know, especially and you know, we were scrolling on Facebook and everybody's talking about hustling. I made thirty 
40k this month and you know first of all you can be anything and anyone on, on social media you want to be and they yeah. don't really show the other side or some people exaggerate and I think that, that there's this hustle mentality that's very toxic yeah and I feel like it's romanticized to a point where now we're like burnt out and stressed out and just relatively unhappy and even unproductive really just trying to do so much right you know we we are definitely caught up in the quick, the quick mentality of a quick, a quick dollar, mm-hmm. and not really understanding the the time that it takes, the longevity that it takes, uh, and it's an uphill, it's an uphill battle, right? It's an uphill struggle. It's an uphill um, thing that you have to get into to get to that level. And again, it's not saying that it's impossible because it is possible, and you do have to work to do it. But again, yeah, like you said, it's a big, to- it's a bit toxic because. People just think, oh, I can just take a class and I'm going to make this money next month. And it's not necessarily doesn't work that way. And then when you deplete your funds to take a class and then now you're back to being, you know, you're stressed and you're depressed because you spent this money and it didn't work how you thought it was going to work. And, you know, hey, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. I'm just saying that everything isn't for everybody. And also everybody doesn't have the same pedigree, Mm -hmm. meaning that something that may work for someone else may not necessarily work for you because you may not be in a position to do what they did, how they did it, if that makes sense. And so I think you just have to take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, But you also have to know that regardless of whatever you choose to do, the reality of the world is you're going to have to put in the work. And that's just it. And we keep saying that, but that's the reality is that you have to, you have to work at anything. You have to work at this, at the business of speaking. And then you have to work at, the speaking of speaking. And what I mean is you have to make sure that you have stuff that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just come with writing a speech and saying and memorizing it or whatever and saying, I have a speech, right? No, it's reworking it again and again and again, taking out, putting in until it becomes something that is unique, something that is impactful and something that is in demand. Uh, so, and that's just the speaking part. And then you got to work on the business part and the pitching part. Like it's all, it's a, it's all work. And mm-hmm. a lot of people just see the glamour of people that they see on YouTube and they see them speaking in front of people and they're like, Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I can do that. That's easy. You know? Uh, and it's like, no, like it's a lot of work that goes into that, but it's work that you can do, but you just have to be willing to do the work and not again, be caught up in the fantasy of, you know, watching someone on YouTube and, thinking that all they need is a camera and some lights and there you go mm-hmm. yeah and I like that you also mentioned a business of speaking too because not a lot of people are prepared for like the business side of it right and everything that a small business owner does you have to do as a speaker you know yep. there's marketing there's sales there's pitching like you said and that's not for like the faint of heart you know mm-hmm. yeah it's not like, at all it's mm-hmm. it's a, like you literally uh you're going to get no's way, 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 way more than you get yeses. And so you have to come into this with the thickest of skin because it's business. It literally is business. It is literally not a personal thing. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And your mindset just has to be focused on, I'm just going to pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch. And, you know, I always think about baseball when I think about, you know, like how these numbers work. Because you think about a baseball player who hits like 300, right, or hits 250. 
Um, in baseball, like that's a really good percentage. But in reality, it's like, wait a minute, 25%, 30% is really not that great. But mm -hmm. in this business, in the speaking business, it actually is. You know, if I can convert 30%, 25, 30, 35, 40%, then that's great, you know, because that 25, 30% is going to lead to more business off of referrals. It's going to lead to more business. Um, so that's really the mindset you need to have and not thinking like, well, I sent 100 emails and only got, you know, five people to, you know, book. Like, that's not good. I didn't do good. Like, no, that's actually really good. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure we keep that same thought process and knowing that, again, the business part of this is, is, really really important because again the speaking part for speakers is easy yeah we speak this is what we do you know and as we learn to speak better as we learn to um incorporate other uh things into our talks you know we we grow uh, but the business part is always tough you know because it's you know you have to do this your own it's your business you have to be the one to work your business until you get to a place where you can hire other people to do some of the other work for you, but you're always going to be working. Yeah. You're always going to be working. Yeah, that is true. And then also, it's also important to uh, ignore that negativity bias. So an example, in the case of the 100 emails, it's like, well, five people said yes. It's like, celebrate that too. Yes. So yep. it's all about celebrating the wins. Like, I'll, I'll take it. Like, I'll take any win that comes my way. And it. So what are some of the things that you wish you would have known um, before when starting out your business? Uh, I think definitely staying away from like the sharks mm -hmm. in the water. Uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of people, uh, quote unquote, mm -hmm. experts and gurus and coaches who can sell you a good game, but then don't really deliver anything. Um, and so I think early on when I first really first started, um, I was starting to see a trend in like, okay, this person is saying what this person is saying, and this person is saying what this person is. So it's like everybody's kind of selling the same stuff. Who do you really trust? You know, who do you really lean into? Because again, it's a business. So all these people are selling their stuff to make a living, you know? And, and so for me, I think early on, I was kind of like, well, uh, I think I'll go with this person. This seems like a legit thing. And, you know, and then you realize like, wait a minute, like, eh, no. So it's hard because it is like, who do you trust? Uh, um, I would say definitely try to get, uh, like uh, if I had a known, I would have gotten, I mean, I have mentors, but I think, um, you know, getting a mentor is something early on that I, I would have really uh, done first. Um, and even today, in today's time, like having a mentor is so, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's not impossible, but it's tough because it's like, you know, people want, you know, well, I'll, I'll consult right and so you can be a consulting fee and you know i just come from the school of like mentors you didn't really pay mentors mm -hmm. not mentors money like mentors are people who you looked up to who gave you wisdom and you know it, it's not a leech thing right it's not a i'm just sucking all the information out of you and i'm not offering or trying to return any value to you that's not the thing um but for me just having someone who you can lean on once a month 
or you know whenever that you know you have a question and it's not going to be a well I'll you know I'll consult with you and charge you this amount like I that's a consultant I don't need a consultant I need a mentor mm -hmm. um, and so I think you know mentor shows you the ropes and so um, I think that those two things staying away from sharks and like having like a mentor it would have been something early on that I really would have uh, you know stayed away from and tried to pull in. Yeah, and I think the power of mentorship is um, under underestimated because, you know, you always need to, like, get inspiration from somebody who's done the work, who's been there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just because you see somebody else being successful or, like you said, on, on YouTube, and you just need somebody to show you, okay, well, this is what this looks like, right. the bad parts and the good parts. And... You know, there's always a fine line between like the mentor and like, okay, pick my brain for free. Right. And I think that, you know, a good mentor will know when, how far to go with you to help you out. And that's out of genuine interest. And I do mentor people as well. And then there's the consulting where I'm like, okay, well, this is exactly how you do it X, Y, and Z. And here's my full plan. That's right. like a paid service. But just that even having that mentorship, then you kind of know how to vet people to work with and to who to invest in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but mm -hmm. I know that, you know, you do spoken word and, you know, you, you have lots of content. And so can you give us like a little something that you would do for a client or you for yourself when you're on stage? Uh, sure. I'll put something. Okay. Uh, um, in the midst of this season, you have the ability to be foolishly creative. Use the light that shines bright. It's literally on the inside. All you gotta do is activate, turn on, never turn off the gift that was given. See, we've all got this time and it's ticking. We are living day to day and COVID has come to destroy, but no weapon formed shall prosper because you have everything you need it's all on the inside. Activate your light and then let your light and your voice glow. Thank you so much. That was awesome. And you know, I think being able to just put something in the spot and freestyle is such a gift. I mean, I'm the worst freestyle I tried. It's not, it is just impossible for me, but I just loved it. I loved like just the inspiration of that. I felt the energy and yeah, you know, COVID's not gonna take us down. It's, you know, we gotta do something to put us on the other side of this. So thank you so much. I so, so appreciate it. So guys, if you're watching, you're listening, you see how talented he is. And, you know, I definitely, if you are thinking about having a speaker for your next virtual or in-person event, definitely check him out. And I will tell you exactly where to find him online. So yeah, Rashad, where can we find you, um, find you online? Yeah, you can go to RashadThePoet.com. That's mm -hmm. R-S-H-A-D. T-H-A-P-O-E-T, -E all my information is there. Um, you can grab my new book as well on uh, my website as well. It's free shipping as well. So yeah, definitely you can follow me. And you can also follow me online at Rashad the Poet on IG or at Elevate Your Vibe underscore. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, I'll link to that all in the show notes. Definitely get a copy of that book as well. And do you have any last words for our audience? Yeah, I would just say continue to just, um, you know, 
in this moment, in this time that we're in, uh, just keep, you know, putting one foot in front of the other day to day uh, and just live your best life. You know, that's it. Just continue to live your best life, whatever that looks like for you. Don't get caught up in what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Just stay focused on you. Stay focused on your mission, on your journey. Um, keep your path moving forward. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate taking you taking the time to, you know, to talk to me today. And guys, if you like this episode, I encourage you to like, share and subscribe. Tell a friend. There'll be more episodes of the Digital Thought Leader podcast coming up. Um, until next time, stay foolishly creative and I will talk to you next time. Bye.